The General Services Administration's Inspector General has found that the agency's Federal Acquisition Service doesn't follow its own policies. Some contractors say they've sensed that for a while now. Analysis from Federal Sales and Marketing Consultant Larry Allen. And this is kind of a tough one. And I guess the GSA's IG has a history of being tough on that agency. But they found that, in particular, which policies do they not follow at FAS? Tom, the IG does have a history of passing its own judgment on the operations of the rest of the General Services Administration. Sometimes industry kind of takes a jaundiced view, maybe, of what the IG says. But in this case, I think the Inspector General got it exactly right. What we're talking about here specifically is a report that the IG did on performance-based contracting, where they found that GSA has an internal policy to properly administer and manage contracts. But that the GSA Federal Acquisition Service does not always follow that policy. Now, to people who look at the General Services Administration, particularly the Federal Acquisition Service with the same degree that I do, we all can maybe get a little bit of a laugh out of this, an improper laugh, but a little bit of a laugh nonetheless, because, oh, really? So, because, you know, the fact is that There's plenty of anecdotal evidence to support what the IG found on performance-based contracting in terms of other GSA policies, Tom. Probably the most recent example of that is where the General Services Administration acquisition policy people put out two sets of guidance intended to make it easier for contractors to get price increases on their scheduled contracts as a result of inflationary pressures. And the idea was you don't give contractors free reign to raise their prices, but you do acknowledge that inflation has had an impact, an unusual impact this year, and that flexibility is required. That was great. Unfortunately, the way it was implemented was very uneven. Some companies had an extremely difficult time of getting price increases. Some companies just plain weren't able to get a price increase and ended up having to take items off their scheduled contracts or lose money on every sale. So that's just another example. You have the policy, which is well-intended, and the practice, which is somewhat disconnected from it. And you're saying that contractors have felt this has been the case all along? Well, I think it has been the case all along, but it varies in, in degrees, Tom. You know, I can give another example, one that's been around for a while, again, with the Uh, multiple award schedules program, where the GSA objective is to obtain a contractor's most favored customer price. That's been the objective since longer than I've been involved with the schedules program. Most contracting officers and contract specialists understand that even if you don't reach the objective, if you can determine that you've received a fair and reasonable price, you make a contract award. Something that started several years ago and has kind of intensified lately is if you don't offer the best price, you're likely not going to get a contract. And that's particularly being applied to small businesses, small businesses that need to have a little extra so that they can conduct their business and thrive on the program. Yet contracting specialists and to some extent contracting officers looked at the pricing and said, no, If this isn't the best price, you're not going to be awarded a contract, which results in companies either not getting a contract or worse, they get a contract uh, with a price that they can't possibly 
Sure. Survive on. And we should point out, getting back to the issue with the IG's report in particular about performance-based contracting and not following the rules in administering them, the GSA agreed with the findings of the IG and will presumably go on with its recommendations. We're speaking with Larry Allen. He's president of Allen Federal Business Partners. And ironically, to the GSA IG report, you're also advising clients about the recent Justice Department report that False Claims Act key TAM settlements are up a lot. So companies have to be on their P's and Q's or a whistleblower will point them out and it'll cost them money. Tom, this is absolutely prima facie evidence that contractors need to take contract compliance seriously. Look, as you said, 652 key TAM resolutions during uh, fiscal year 2022, that's near or at an all-time high for whistleblower actions. And there were not, aside from that, Tom, there were another significant number of False Claims Act cases bought by IGs and auditors, in addition to these whistleblower cases. All of that amounts to contractors needing to remember that it's not just the sales, it's how you manage and comply with the contract that counts. And while the total dollar numbers were covered in False Claims Act cases dipped a little bit, what we're talking about a dipping to, Tom, is $2.2 billion. And on top of that, every one of these cases had significant legal fees. Very frequently, they had fees for expert witnesses or forensic accountants, uh, not to mention lost productivity and potentially even the loss of a productive one or two employees who get caught up in the compliance effort. It's not worth it, Tom. It's absolutely pennies on the dollar for a company to put compliance programs in place. And when you've got this type of whistleblower activity, it just makes sense. And also maybe communicate to your employees, if you see something that needs fixing, let us know and we'll fix it. That's kind of a baseline part, Tom. You're absolutely right. If you're one of these companies, if you're a company, you have to have a way for employees to register their concerns, to have a complaint box, if you will, and do it in a way that there's absolutely no employee retaliation for that effort. Frequently, we see key TAM cases filed by disgruntled either current or former employees, people who did find something wrong. They tried to point it out inside the company before they went outside. The company either didn't listen or worse, took retaliatory action against that person. And it's a very short walk from there to a plaintiff's bar lawyer who is happy to take your key TAM case. And now the company has a problem that it didn't need to have. Larry Allen is president of Allen Federal Business Partners. As always, thanks so much. Tom, thank you. And I wish your listeners happy selling. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leadership today, especially within the federal workforce, is being tested more than ever before. Sean Ferguson, Senior Vice President of Government Relations and Chief of Staff to the Office of the Chairman at the Special Olympics, joins host Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA, to discuss the importance of leadership, inclusion, and community building. To learn more about how you can get involved with the Special Olympics in your community, Visit specialolympics.org slash get dash involved. Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. What are some of the biggest lessons 
that you've learned working with that community? Oh, uh, yeah, almost, uh, Shane, it's almost immeasurable. The things I've learned since I've been with Special Olympics. I um, One of the things that drew me to Special Olympics uh, when I made the move over from, from the NFL uh, was that my mother, my grandmother, my aunt all took care of of people with intellectual disabilities and 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 physical disabilities as well. So all of my life, I was uh, interacting and around um, usually usually young people, but also adults with disabilities. And so I I knew that I knew that work a bit. You know, they ba- they basically were in d- direct care, and and I will say, and on a, obviously we'll say about my my family, my mother, my aunt, my grandmother, they're saints. Uh, but uh, the the men and women that do take care of people with uh, p- profound disabilities are are really um, you know we we can't do enough to salute them. Um, they are they're really heroes. And um, so I was I was drawn when I, I and I just saw that, you know, Special Olympics was looking for someone. And I thought, well, you know, I'll take a look at it and see, see you know, throw, uh, send in my information. And lo and behold, I, I, I get hired and um, I learn uh, every day almost something from especially from our athletes. Uh, we're blessed to have a number of athletes that work here in our office in Washington, D.C., and you know uh Terrell who who works in in our mailroom who comes by with packages and deliveries uh if you're having a day that's you know getting away from you and you, you <laughs> coffee hasn't kicked in but Terrell comes by always happy always enthused uh has a has a good story like it can just turn a day around for you and 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 you think of i i you know so often when you'll walk away I'll be like you know whatever was bothering me or whatever is you know, stressing me out and come on, you know, like, look at, look at Terrell, like he, he he faces everything with optimism. And, and, and I've seen that also in our going to competitions in throughout the United States and globally, you see people who have had everything stacked against them. You know, their parents, when they were born, were often told this is a tragedy and you should, you should, you know, send your, this child away. Don't, don't, you know, and, and kind of forget about them, Get, turn them over to the stage or or wherever. And, and, you know, that, you know, just kind of watch, watch your hands of it. Um, and, and, and in, in these cases, the parents didn't do that, thankfully. Um, and, but they've still faced enormous challenges, you know, and, but you see them out competing on the basketball courts or the football fields or swimming and, uh, and, and, you know, besting their times from from their last competition, and they're so committed, and just keep fighting through all the obstacles that they've had in front of them that are not just on the sports field, but also in growing up and finding education and finding groups to be part of and trying to find jobs and 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 I've seen so much perseverance and grit uh, from a- the athletes of Special Olympics that. Uh, I, I, Tim Triver, my boss, the chairman, uh, says all the time, and I couldn't agree with him more. Uh, we get more than we give, uh, working the Special Olympics. It, you know, we, and thank you for your very kind words about the work I do and we do, but, but we're the lucky ones. We, those of us that work here are the lucky ones because I, I said to someone the other day, you know, the things that I've been able to see and experience with athletes, you just don't get to do that anywhere. That, that, you know, it's a, and it's so unique and it's so, uh, joyful and and uh, i mean we work hard and you know we we're up against you know the things that nonprofits are up against and you know the you know the issues of the day but uh man you see it, it and 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 the inclusion and the at special olympics no one's excluded 
you know, no, right. no one's excluded. Yep. Everyone is equal at Special Olympics. It, and, you know, in a country that's quite divided on so many lines, politically and uh, socially, uh, economically, race and uh, sexual orientation and whatnot, but you go to Special Olympics and everyone's involved, everyone's welcome, everyone's equal. And I've learned that it's a model for our country and for our world. Uh, I, I just think that that if if people were involved in Special Olympics in experience the power of Special Olympics for themselves, I, I, I can't imagine that one help our country and help our world um, to experience that true inclusion and acceptance of difference. How, how do we get, how can listeners get involved in Special Olympics? Ways to get involved? Uh, tons of ways. So uh, volunteers, obviously, coaches, officials, uh, and and the thing that that, that uh, Tim Shriver has done uh, and really pushed in the years that he's been chairman is the unified sports model that that I mentioned earlier, um, where people and, and it doesn't have to be uh, it's not just school age it's it's uh, you know we say nine to ninety nine or uh, year old uh, folks uh, that play on teams uh, bowl together golf together play soccer basketball together. Uh, people with and without intellectual disabilities competing on teams together. Um, and that is, I, I think, when you when you go back to the founding uh, of our organization, what Mrs. Tri- Mrs. Shriver was trying to do uh, was to, to uh, create inclusion opportunities for people with intellectual disabilities. And you see it at these unified sports events where people with and without are playing together. We still have traditional uh, teams where it's all people with intellectual disabilities competing with other uh, teams, all intellectual disabilities. But this model of inclusive sports and inclusive leadership programs and whatnot, I think is truly revolutionizing and changing the way people see uh, others with intellectual disabilities. That's just like, I mean, that's what we that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring people together and bridge difference and, and, and celebrate differences and that our athletes, man, are some of the grittiest people that you will meet. And, and, uh, and there's a lot to learn from our athletes and playing sports with them and interacting is, is how you'll learn it. Check us out at, you know, uh, specialolympics.org on, on our website, uh, that will link you to your local program. You can follow through the, the clicks of how to get involved and where, what's closest to you. You'll enjoy it. I can promise you that. Well, thank you very much, Sean. And, and to everybody listening, I'm Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA, and we'll, uh, talk to you next time on the Lessons in Leadership podcast.